Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 221. Today is April 8th, 2017. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at InvestableWealth.com. Well, hey, today's episode is a little bit of a bonus podcast for you. I think I'm going to keep it pretty short. I did want to comment on a couple things. In particular, I wanted to give you my thoughts on an upcoming trend and specifically comment on some questions that your listeners have had about investing in retail stocks, the traditional brick-and-mortar type companies, Target, Macy's. You know that I own Walmart. I've talked about that a lot. I hear from a lot of people that say, John, you're totally wrong on Walmart. It's going to fall apart. Amazon's going to eat their lunch. You know, I hear other people saying, hey, these retailers are really getting beat up. Some of their valuations are looking pretty good. You know, what about investing in a Macy's or a Target? Is this an opportunity to buy the dip? Well, I want to just briefly cover some of that in this episode. And then I also want to leave you with a real trend that I see emerging. And this is a trend that does, at least indirectly, in some cases directly, have to do with retail stores and specifically with some brick-and-mortar retailers. As far as my position at Walmart, I've talked about it infinitum. I continue to get a lot of questions on it. So briefly, I'll just mention that, right? That's part of a landmine strategy. I bought it. Oh, over a year and a half ago, I bought it around $70, $71 a share. I was looking for it to bounce up somewhere above $80 a share. Uh, I thought at the time it looked like it was about to break out. They had had a new CEO. They were making changes in their business. This is before they had purchased Jet, the online retailer, but I knew that they were making advances in in that area of um, online purchasing. Uh, I knew that they had cleaned up their stores quite a bit and that they had a new focus on providing better customer service, getting more better materials and products into their stores. I also felt that they were fairly low risk because the the stock had already uh, dropped quite a bit and they were a steady, you know, 3% a year dividend payer. So it was part of my landmine strategy. It wasn't something that I was looking to hit a home run on, but it was certainly something that I was looking to make a nice return on my money. That did not work out initially. The stock dropped precipitously from there because the the breakout I was looking for actually broke down. I held onto it, though. I collected the dividend. It has mostly recovered since then. It's currently a little bit positive operating in the black. Uh, I do intend to keep collecting that dividend. I think it's going to get up in that, I don't know, $80, $85, maybe even $90 share. That might be a little high, but I do think it's positive. And moving in that direction, I'm hearing a lot more people in the mainstream financial media, talking about Walmart. If you go in and, um, as I show in my videos, how to use Yahoo Finance, go in there, plug in Walmart, plug in all the other retail competitors, Macy's, Target, stores like that, you'll see that over a one-month period, a three-month period, a one-year period, a five-year period, in almost every case, Walmart is beating those retail competitors. And so for those of you that say, hey, Amazon's going to eat Walmart's lunch, Well, you know, that may be the case, but I don't look at Amazon as a retailer. I look at Amazon as a technology stock. And so I don't compare Amazon to Target or Walmart, even though obviously that business model is drastically affecting the brick and mortar retailers. I look at Amazon as a technology company, as a cloud company, as an Internet of Things company, as an Internet services company, Um, you know, just their, their technology play. You know, just like I wouldn't look at Tesla as a car company, I don't look at Amazon as a retailer. Okay, so when I talk about 
committing a certain amount of my money, or a certain more, more amount of my portfolio, you know, up to 10% into retail, I'm putting it on Walmart, not because I think they're going to outperform Amazon, but because I think they're going to outperform Target or Macy's or those kind of stores. And again, if you look at Walmart and its performance in virtually any sector, it is outperforming those other brick and mortar stores. There's a number of reasons for that. Um, won't go into them all here, but I continue to hold my position at Walmart. I plan on holding it. However, the reason I bring this up now, though, is that like many of you have mentioned, some of these brick and mortar retailers are getting kind of stupid on the price, really, really affordable. I think Macy's is trading for something like 10 times earnings. Now, obviously, there are going to be a lot of store closures, but but again, just as I thought Walmart was going to fare better than things like Target and Macy's, I think that Macy's is going to fare better than stores like JCPenney's. Macy's on the higher end of the retail side, because certainly if you're going to look at high quality clothing or cosmetics, you're not going to go get that at Walmart. You would go get that at Macy's. And for the women that used to maybe have shopped at JCPenney's, many of them will be switching to Macy's because although I don't think JCPenney's is uh, imminent to go bankrupt today, they certainly are in a, a death spiral. It's going to be hard for them to pull out of it. As these weaker hands do get shaken out, people like Macy's will endure and they will eventually have higher prices reflected in their stocks. Now, should you go out and buy Target or Macy's tomorrow? I don't know. You know, I've really been tempted to, to purchase either one of those. They are looking pretty darn affordable. And um, Target in particular, with its you know single store locations, it's not anchored to the malls. The, the future of retailing malls is definitely a dinosaur. It is dead. That real estate is going to have to be converted to some other type of multi-use function. But uh, certainly it's not going to exist through the anchor department stores that it, it has for the last you know 30 or 40 years. But Target should eventually fare better in that space, uh, like Kohl's and some of these other retailers that are single location, more strip mall oriented. That seems to be more favorable to, to consumers. The problem that you have with Target is that they've really got screwed up management, in my opinion. I don't know how much longer the CEO over there can last. And I think if you can perhaps buy Target at these prices and they do fire the CEO, then you're going to see a bounce in that stock. Now, will they get rid of him? I don't know. He's he's uh, He's been there for, I don't know, maybe four or five years. He's not a Target insider. In fact, I think he's one of the first CEOs to have not risen up through the company. So my hesitancy in Target is really their upper management, not necessarily their business model. I think American women love to shop, and although they will buy many things online, there's a lot of things that they do want to get in their local store. And up till fairly recently, Target has had a really strong branding with those American women consumers. So like many of you, yes, I am tempted to look at some of these retail stocks. But for now, I'm focusing my portfolio allotment to Walmart and I'm holding there. Uh, I do want to mention, and this is really kind of part of the, the bonus side of things. This is an emerging trend I've been watching for, you know, three to six months now. Although it's a niche area, it's also a very broad area, so be cautious with what I'm going to say. One of the undisputed trends that's emerging right now, and I'm not hearing people talk about it, so I think we're ahead of the curve on this, to some degree anyways. And this emerging trend is what I'm going to call, I don't know, the beauty or the fashion trade. And this is really emanating from the White House. When you look at the beautiful Trump women, when you look at Melania and Ivanka, 
you're not seeing pantsuits, right? The, the, the pantsuit is dead. The image that's being projected from Washington now is high cheekbones, high fashion, and make no mistake about it, regardless of whether a Republican or a Democrat is in the office, the White House projects power and it is always a source of trends. If you go back to the days of any president, any administration, you can track particular trades directly to the White House. When Ronald Reagan got, uh, was it colon cancer, I think at the time, uh, people went out in record numbers and got screened for colonoscopies and colon cancer because, you know, the president had cancer and they wanted to see if maybe they had it. Uh, same thing happened with Betty Ford when she went into alcohol rehab. Suddenly it became chic to go into drug and alcohol rehab. So the White House is always powerful. It always emanates trends. Right now, the trend that I see developing and that has been, as I say, for, for many months now is that of beauty and high fashion. And I think you're going to see a lot more women wanting to look beautiful, wanting to look very feminine. And so as you may think about retailers or think about service providers, my suggestion would be that you focus on beauty, on style, and on high fashion. Forget about the pantsuit. Forget about the unisex designs. Beauty is back in and women are going to be paying top dollar to look like the Trump women. So as for me, I'll not only be looking for that trend in things that I can invest in and make money, but I'll also be keeping an eye out for beautiful women. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today. As always, 